0: And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Wiki Lies by Rupert Lally and Espen J. Jorgensen. Thank you so much, Rupert Lally and Espen J. Jorgensen, for sending me Wiki Lies. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Joe Keithley, Joe Shithead from the rock and roll punkish combo DOA, Joe Keithley, today on... The Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, and DOA are going to be having a record release party. Welcome to Chinatown for the live album next Friday. Well, actually, two weeks Friday. Friday, February 7th at the Rickshaw here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with the Ford of Pure Vengeance trio, Jenny, Mr. Plough, and the Aging Youth Gang to prepare you right now for Joe... From DOA, thought I'd play a bunch of David Peel and the Lower East Side because DOA cover David Peel and the Lower East Side. So, going to play a good chunk of David Peel and the Lower East Side. So, here we have from 1968 circa, I like marijuana, which DOA translated into marijuana motherfucker by David Peel and the Lower East Side. On the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
1: We have the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and a new one for 1968 the Pod Party. Make me President of the United States and I promise you, I will be ahead! Yeah. Yeah. Make me President of the United States, my fellow Americans, and I promise you, I shall make the clap a childhood yeah. disease. Yeah. Yeah. Make me President of the United States. And I promise you a pie in every chicken! Make me president! And I won't even tell him I'm Jewish! Hey! Yeah. Make me president of the United States! I promise you more foreign aid! Without taxes to Mexico, we will buy more marijuana from Um, there. I like marijuana. You like marijuana. We like marijuana too. A marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. I want to be a hippie god to get no start Mara, marijuana I want to be a runaway god to leave home for Mara, marijuana Remember the teeny bob sniffing airplane glue Mara, marijuana He used to freak out and stand so far through God, my God, to take it by Marijuana, Mara, Marijuana Mara, Marijuana, Marijuana Marijuana, I like marijuana, but you like marijuana We like marijuana too I want to be a pusher on the Lower East Side For marijuana Be a push, you got to get your eye on. Marrow, Marrow, it's my life, and I do what I want. Marrow, Marrow, it's my life, and I do what I can't. I want to stop, and I want to look a lot. Marrow, I want to get down and I want to be alone But here come my father, the family is only Mara. The pub smokes dope. The pub smokes dope. God gave him the grass. The pub smokes dope. He likes a smoking mass. super hippie, never shot up junk Popes will get stoned alone, priests and church shit drunk The Pope smokes dope, Go give him the grass The Pope smokes dope, he likes to smoke a mask The Pope smokes dope, he's a groovy header The Pope smokes dope, the Pope smokes dope Oh yeah Jill forgot to take a pill, now she's got a daughter Taking pills is not a joke for a groovy poke Blood control can be a token Mexico and to the public that's always known one nickel or a dime of marijuana forever. <laughs> Nope. We want everyone to try something that will make them very high. Yeah, legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. with liquor you hire so much quicker. Let's turn on the city cops. Happiness is turning at the bar. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana. Illegalized marijuana. When your are go to work, grass is an underground desert, grass can get you very stoned, grass is a home away from home. Legalize Legalize marijuana, legalize marijuana, legalize marijuana, legalize marijuana, legalize marijuana. Legalize marijuana Legalize marijuana Legalize marijuana Wrath is not an alibi Let's get together and get high Please change the laws of the dead Everyone wants to be ahead Legalize marijuana Legalize marijuana Legalize marijuana Legalize marijuana! Legalize marijuana! Legalize! Legalize!
2: Watch! All right, you three, just hold it where you are right now. Stay there, put your hands up against the wall and watch them. Hold on over there, you. You with the black long hair, get over there. Get against that wall. You over there, watch where you're going. Any of you guys tries to run away, you're gonna get plugged. Now stay where you are, this is just a routine investigation. We're looking for concealed weapons. Any of you guys got any narcotics? Anything you want to say you have before you have before I look for it now? Because if you say you don't have it before I have it and I find it on you, then I'm gonna have to charge you with something. So you better not be resisting arrest. Fred, call the station. Looks like we got some narcos, we got some real long-haired hippie freaks over here. Well, I wanna see these kids shot. You know, I'd like to see these kids just taken out some desert place with machine gun. This is what's ruining America, you know? You drive around with a flag on top of your car, you try to make this place a community where people can live together, and what do you got? These long-haired, filthy, hippie punks smoking their dope cigarettes, going around using up these men, they're wasting pigs.
1: All right, alright guys! I go, I go, I go, I I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, I little I go, 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 this little pig never home. Going to hold myself a joint. Everybody gonna get my point. When you see a cop, you gotta say oink 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 oi, 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 Oink, 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 He wears a shiny silver badge and a shooting rod He likes looks sequent at anyone who doesn't like a job Living in a pig pen, working on the street He is called the city finest Him you want to meet Smelling out a stupid thing, doesn't think a brain too big Knocks caught in the park, not to bury it Oink, oi, I got I want to the pig. I got as as I just don't dig. I got 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 I I got I got I I got I got I I I am just a fairy tale, I do not have to run. Eating pigs is just my mom, got to eat the ones that are hot. Fighting a pig can really blow your mind. I got I got it, I I got I I I Oink, 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 we want to get together with the big and turn them We want to get the chip's all so hippie harmed Get him smoking, get him joking, keep him in the sky We want to change a pig today, we want to get him on. A cop is not a human being, he is not a groovy stick Let's change the cops into something that is clean I Ike 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 I Ike Ike I I I like, I I I I I I
0: And you're listening still to CITR Radio and the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Are you there?
3: I am there, Nardwar.
0: Who are you?
3: I am Joe Shithead Keithley from DOA.
0: Welcome to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Joe Shithead Keithley from DOA, also known as Hemingway on Hemorrhoids?
3: Yeah, a friend of mine, um, a school teacher up in Dayton, Ohio, when he saw my first book, I Shithead, he wrote me back this note that said, Joe, you truly are the Hemingway of the hemorrhoids. And I knew that was the only time I'd ever be included in the same sentence as uh, the great Ernest Hemingway. So I, that's a badge of honor for me.
0: And you're live now on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. If anybody has any questions for Joe from DOA, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC, C-I-T-R, or tweet me at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. And speaking of being live, two weeks, not next Friday, but in two weeks, you have a live gig coming up, Joe.
3: We do, we do. We're at the Rickshaw Friday, February 7th. Uh, a fine, Nardwire, it's a fine, fine lineup. Uh, the Ford Pier Vengeance Trio. Jenny, which is a new band on Sudden Death. They're from Calgary, kind of punk, kind of folk, something like that. Uh, my old buddy Mr. Plow, <clears throat> who was a roadie with DOA, and then halfway through the tour he goes, do you mind if I get up and do some solo songs? And then by the end of the tour he wouldn't do his job, so we, we, we fired him. So this is sort of, we, Cross wires then, uh, but we, we got back to Gary's friends, so he's showing up for the show, and uh, my old pal is the aging, not the Asian, but the aging youth gang.
0: And we have a caller right off the bat for you, Asian? Joey. Hello, okay, caller. Good. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello.
4: Uh, go ahead, caller. Oh, yes, hello. Um, Mr. Keithley? Hmm. Yes, I thought you retired last year with you and said you weren't going to play anymore. What's up with that, dude? Well, listen. You
3: huh? Know? You know, when you don't win at politics, I still haven't sold my guitar, and I certainly haven't forgotten how to play it,
4: so <laughs> that's, that's, I guess That's right. a really sad, sad answer. I was hoping something better. What's that? I was just hoping for something better, like you're going to reunite with maybe a dead cadaver from the band members or something, maybe. Uh, hold on, caller. Hold on, caller, for
0: one second. You're a bit loud, caller. Are you a bit close to the mic, caller? Caller? Caller?
3: Yeah, it's okay. He's a bit short in the uh, head, so uh, it doesn't matter.
0: Are you getting this sort of reaction, Joe? Maybe can we explain to the people? You are Joe Keithley, Joe Shithead from DOA. What happened last year, exactly? There was an elect, can you explain, what is this caller referring to, possibly?
3: Oh uh, Well, we did, uh, we did two farewell shows at the, at the same rickshaw, January 18th and 19th uh, in 2013. And you know what um I honestly believe that I honestly believed I would uh win the nomination in Coquitlam, Burke Mountain, and I thought then I would uh win the election and you know what? I didn't win the nomination I lost lost by five votes so uh through, basically we've probably done about twenty shows like around North America and uh twenty in Europe as far of a farewell tour. We're off to Texas uh next week, so we have five shows down there we have you know part of the farewell tour. And, you know, this is a special event next, uh, two Fridays from now, at, at the rickshaw, uh, Friday the 7th, as, as we said earlier, because um, there's the, the release of the live album, which is from the rickshaw. Not to belabor this, but uh, it's called Welcome to Chinatown. So, um, But I guess the main message is, uh, anybody else can call up with questions like that, uh, it doesn't really bother me, but I got to say that every pseudo... Uh, pseudo-hipster, pseudo-anarchist that doesn't like it, I, I don't really care. Well, I think it's great <laughs> that there's such... passion. I'm laughing at them, so it, it really doesn't bother me right So,
0: Well, I think it's great the passion the caller had, like that somebody cared that much. That's amazing,
2: Joe.
3: Well, DOA's got, I think DOA's got that ability to rile you up one way or the other. You know, one of the things, too, there, Nardwar, you know, know this as well as me, one of the things about punk rock is being unpredictable. So there you go.
0: And we have another caller here we go are you there caller i am go ahead to joe from doa caller
1: hey hi joe uh, hi. i was just wondering how many farewell
3: tours have you done uh with this would be the second one we did one in 19 i think it was the end of uh, 89 we went down to california and back and then we did Two nights at the Commodore, right after the ten California shows. All right, all right. I so be the one. I Somehow, thought that you had done more than. Yeah, Frank I had people say, "Oh no, you've done this like a number of times, Joe. How can we believe you?" Blah 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 blah. This that's the this, one. That's the one. This is the second time, and then uh, I guess that last time was a mere uh, twenty-four years no ago, right? So, Hold on. um, all right. Well, the first time I saw you was in nineteen seventy-eight, so that was like, wow. Well, I don't know how many years. Uh, 36 now it's getting up, uh, GOA's like first that. show, I think was February 11th at the Japanese Hall, um, on Alexander Street there, that was a great show, um, in 1978, so uh, as of that date, the band would have been around, uh, one way or the other for 36 years, but as I said, we did stop playing in 90 and 91, um, for about two years. All right, well... No, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to retire, period. Well, you know, that's, I think that's a good point. That's what I've got from most people. People wish me well with uh, politics. And they said, I hope, I hope you do well, but in actuality, I hope you don't win, because we want you to keep playing. So I can't be pleasurable to come from people. No.
0: Well, thanks for phoning in, caller. Yeah. Any yeah. other questions at all to Joe from DOA? That's it. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, and do do to loot do do, do and you're still listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show live here with Joe from DOA and we have another caller hello
4: caller are you there yes I am I'm back, back. Um, I just wanted to just have a rebuttal to Joe's comments on the first caller which is me Hi, how you doing? I, I am, listen, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over great music and especially great hardcore punk rock. And I just wanted to see if the um, retired, established Mr. Keefe could just please put an album or something that would just retain some of those values and just age gracefully, my man. I'm out. Well, oh, actually, call her. don't, he didn't even let
0: me go do 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 to him. Well, um,
3: uh, no. okay, so... All right, obviously, that guy's got a bee in his bonnet. Well, he was saying age gracefully
0: and values of punk rock. What you did that made this kind of final show thing that happened last year all come about was you decided, maybe you could tell people, about the provincial election in BC, you decided you wanted to run, but to run, you had to win the local nomination. Could you explain about that? You knocked on, like, 40,000 doors. What exactly happened? Well,
3: and, yeah, no, like 3,000 doors. Um, well, basically, really... Uh, now just to answer that guy's question uh one thing, you know, has done 14 studio albums and you know, I would say they're all good, they all have their own merits and uh you know, if you don't like what's on the record uh you know, what can I tell you? You don't have to buy it. It's that's pretty simple and if you don't like the show being on the February 7th, uh, you don't have to go and I kind of suspect that guy won't go and um uh, so tough shit, I suppose. Um now, back to your question, Ardwar. What did you ask?
2: Well, I guess what I
0: was wondering about, you lost by five votes. Could you explain to yeah, me about okay, that? Yeah, okay, right.
3: So, basically, a nomination process. You have to uh, get sign up people. Uh, in this particular case, was so sign up people to uh, support your campaign and join the NDP, right? Um, and then the next step, you know, that was, like, about a four-step process, trying to talk them into that. I signed up about 300 people on the doorstep, like total strangers, Um and uh, at the nomination meeting, I got about half of them out, so like about 150 showed up, right? So, uh, and my rival who beat me for the nomination, who's now, Chris Wilson, who's now a Coquitlam city councillor, um, he got a, just a few more people out to the nomination meeting than I did. So, that, you know, he did a great job. He was really, I was really organized. He was really organized. He was just a little bit more organized and he was from the area. So that really helped him a lot, too, right? So.
4: I wanted to
0: ask you this again, and again we're speaking live here to Joe from DOA, and DOA are playing Friday, February 7th at the Rickshaw Theatre in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada for the release of Welcome to Chinatown, a live album put out by DOA, and if you want to ask Joe any questions, it's 604-822-2487, 604 C I T R or you can tweet me at Nardwar. But I wanted to ask you this again, and it's actually a question my buddy John asked you, but you answered it, but I wanted to ask it again. Who drummed for you for DOA at the sub-ballroom out here at UBC in 83? He remembered you said the guy was from California, and he was great, like all the DOA drummers.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: that was Greg James. Um, that was probably... Was it 83? Yeah, Dimwit quit um, and came back in 85. Dimwood drummed for us to 82 and 1985. Rest with uh, rest soul. He was one of the greatest drummers of all time and one of my best friends. I miss him every day. Um, anyways, but that was Greg James who also got attributed uh, the punk rock nickname uh, Peckerwood. It's not much of a punk rock nickname, but that's what we call him. Uh, I think he now is a pharmacist in um, Palo Alto, California.
0: And he was in the band Verbal Abuse?
3: Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, just before that, we went down to California, and uh, our old sound guy, Ian, Ian Cartmel, rest his soul, he's not with us anymore, used to manage Flipper, used to mix sound for DOA, he said, I've got this drummer for you. Like, then went up and quit, said, I'm sick of punk rock, I don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. So okay, good luck, all that kind of thing. And uh, So we were down there to mix uh, Bloody But Bowed, and we... While we were there, we tried out Greg, and he was pretty good, and he lost it to, like, the end of uh, 84.
0: And we have another caller. Caller, are you there?
3: Uh, yes, I'm here.
0: Go ahead to Joe from DOA Caller.
3: Uh, hi, Joe. Hi.
0: Hi, uh, Joe. I'm, uh, I'm actually a fellow CITR member. I interviewed you a while back on my uh, a music show on Australian and Canadian music.
3: Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just looking at your website and it looks like you're you're going to Australia soon, is that right? Yes, we are. We um we fly on the 22nd and the first shows on the 24th in uh, Melbourne and then
4: uh
3: uh Canberra, uh Sydney and uh Brisbane. Um and then the next day then we fly to uh China for uh, five shows. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's really good. We haven't put the China shows on there cuz we're Basically, nothing's really going to be decided until the Chinese New Year is over there. It's like, a, you know, obviously a massive holiday in uh, China.
0: Yeah. Matt, yeah. how do those dates seem to you, you being Australian and all, DOA's dates? Is that pretty typical of an Australian but, tour? How are DOA's yeah, dates?
3: Yeah, it is because, you know, there's just not that many big cities, really. It's not like America where you can go to all these cities in a few weeks. Um, and I, I was particularly pleased to see Canberra there because that's where I'm from. Yeah. Um, and Joe, I just had a request if you, if you are, if you remember it
4: all and you're playing in Canberra that night, if you could just say hi to the crowd from me and just say there's an Aussie. Guy. incredible now do you think you've got a lot better joe uh well i've had a lot of
3: time to practice <laughs> so I, you know what um i took slow and steady approach kind of like the tortoise right so um same thing with music right just you kind of keep at it and uh, just do your best i mean that's really the thing that people should do in life just uh work hard at something and uh you'll get rewarded in a self satisfaction through doing something good and you know i've been lucky enough to uh, uh make a living out of doing this which is, uh, i consider like a really really lucky and uh, you know at the same time i just worked my ass off uh, for all these years right so
0: caller are you there i am here go ahead to joey from doa
3: joey huge fan i was wondering if uh you could talk about your uh, new beer and how that kind of came about yeah that's interesting um there was a CBC show, Grant Lawrence, uh, smuggler singer, great band, great local band, and um, I guess he suggested, why don't people uh, tweet or uh, email me or phone in uh, with the best kind of band, beer band nicknames, right? Uh, so one of them, somebody, I don't know who, came up with the, the D-O-A-L, so D-O-A in capital letters and then L-E in the small letters there um and then uh they got four small breweries involved uh one of them being r&b like uh and that's uh berry from uh AG youth gang he's uh, the B in r&b um they didn't do our beer but the guy the guys out in chilliwack uh, called old yale brewing did the doa beer and it was sponsored by cbc and uh promoted by them so i think they made uh, 8,000 of the bomber bottles. You know, the, the big ones, like you know, sort of like a double beer type thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and that was it. Uh, I was hoping that they would make more. Uh, and I'm actually going to try and get a, a brewery in Ontario to do it, right? So. Um,
0: and this is pretty amazing. It happened because for years, wasn't there some fake DOA beer in the window of cabbages and kinks in Gastown?
3: Yeah, we did the... Uh, um, like a send-off show to the UK, I, I guess in 84, for our first tour. We played at the Buddha, of course, right? And um, we made these black and white stickers uh, that said DOA beer. It had the DOA arrow sign, you know, the chaos symbol, and um, a couple other things. on. It. And we stuck it over top, I think it was like either extra old stock or uh old style or something like that, whatever the cheapest beer we could find. So I've actually run into quite a few people that still have that beer and never opened it. And what I would recommend to them is don't open it and try and drink it now because you'll probably get really sick because beer doesn't stay good that long.
0: Caller, I don't know if you looked closely at the beer. Have you seen the beer, Caller? But the beer is 5%. But I noticed there's some other bands that also have beer. How come the DOA beer, Joey, is 5% but the Pink Mountaintops beer gets to be 6.5%?
3: Um, I think that was the, the the old Yale guys, they had one formula that they hadn't, they had done like an experimental batch and, uh, they thought it was pretty good, but they hadn't put it into production. They have like, oh, I think four different brands of beer that they sell, like, uh, you know, in Vancouver and out out in the Valley where they're located. Right. Um, so that was just the kind of the batch. And I thought, but you know, for 5%, it would it kicked your ass. Right. So
0: any other questions, caller?
3: Yeah, I was wondering, uh, in today's, uh, I guess, music scene of punk, is there any bands that you're kind of feeling right now? Uh, you know what? I don't think... Uh...
0: Well, the band Jenny from Calgary, you well, like?
3: Jenny, yeah, they're great. I saw them live. Um, I did a solo tour out to um, Alberta. Like, I just drive around by myself playing electric guitar, singing that kind of thing, about two years ago. And uh, so I opened for those guys. Like, you know, It was the three-band bill I put in the middle of then and they came on, and they were great. I was, like, amazed, right? And they could write songs, and uh, they were great live and uh, really personable on stage. And it wasn't phony. Like, it wasn't, this is my thing about show business. I, I don't really care about uh, the style of music. I mean, there's a few styles I can't stand, right? But uh, generally, I like, I like music. I'm a musician right now. I like all sorts of styles. Um, and these guys were great. Uh, so I said, let's do a record, and uh, we have. Uh, so they're going to be out here on the, the Feb seven uh, show.
2: Any
0: other questions at all, caller?
3: Yeah, I was wondering if uh, you'd speak about it at all about uh, Ron Reyes uh, leaving Black Flag to her again. if that? Uh, if yeah, you know anything I about that? No, I really like Ron. He's a good guy. I I know all those guys like in Black Flag and Flag. We probably in the old days we probably played with them. Um, 12 or 13 times, and it's kind of, that's really how the whole circuit, uh, for punk rock in North America was developed. It's like the first bands that people saw was either DOA or Black Flag, and we became friends with those guys, and we would just exchange information about promoters and venues, like, oh, don't go, this guy will rip you off, or, oh, no, go here, this guy will at least give you, like, a gas money to get to the next town type thing, right? And, um, I, w- I saw Ron and Greg uh, play at the, the Chinese Cultural Center in the summertime, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, so, I don't know why Ron left. I'm, I really have no idea. Um, and as I say I'm friends with the other guys that are in Flag as well with Keith and that whole gang, right? So, eh, you know, arguments happen, right? So, people split up. and you know, It's an unfortunate side of music, right? But, you know, obviously, uh, a little bit of a business side comes out. I don't, and I have no idea. Don't quote me. I don't know if it
0: has anything to do with that or not right so well cool. th- caller any other questions no thank you so much well thank yeah, you caller you're very welcome and do do doo loot do and you're still listening to the nardwar to human survey radio show If you have any questions for joe from doa it's 604-822-2487 604 or you can tweet at nardwar i was going to mention the doa beer is five point zero percent the Pink Mountain Top Spear is six point five percent, but the band Mogwai from Scotland just released a whiskey—a whiskey that is fifty-seven point one percent. That
3: is really heavy. Um, I ran into a guy in Bellingham. Um, we played down there about a year ago or something like that, and the guy was starting his own distillery, and he suggested a DOA whiskey. What's happened? I mean, with all some of these rules. Um, have loosened up now that people can start distilling right so I think that's great you know it's like that people start their own little businesses and uh do some really creative stuff with it i mean uh with beer it's great to have all these alternatives i mean hey twenty five thirty years ago it was standard for everybody to drink uh uh you know Molson Canadian or extra old stock you, you know what I mean there's only there just really wasn't that much choice, and now you have some really excellent beers. so I'm hoping there will be some excellent whiskies.
0: Caller, are oh, you... V- oh, sorry. Caller, turned on your radio maybe a tiny bit. Right.
3: Yeah, I did.
0: It. Caller, go, hey. ahead. go ahead to Joey from DOA. Hey,
4: hey Joey. It's Fergie from uh, Vancouver. Hi. Uh, we worked on uh, Terminal City Ricochet together for about three months. Oh,
3: God. Okay, okay. Yeah, how are you doing? That was a gas. I'm doing good. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the movie was... Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, you can. it's been re-released... On DVD yeah. by Alternative Tentacles. Oh yeah, and you can get uh, that because it was out of circulation for a long time. Like it's impossible to find. Like it showed on. Uh, I know. Uh, I know, but it was on their were- channel like way back when, like in 1990 when it came out, and then yeah. it fell into like a bunch of legal disagreements right between the producers and the investors. Oh yeah, uh, and then Jello put out uh, out again like uh, two years ago.
4: I know, I've been running into, like, 20-year-olds that know the show. It's like a little cult uh, deal with them.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, um, like, I wouldn't call it like, the strongest of movies, but it's definitely got its moments. And, yeah. And, uh, of course, the soundtrack is, like, re- really strong, right?
0: What do you remember, Caller, about Joey on the set of Terminal City Ricochet?
4: Well, Joey played a uh, prison Guard
3: with Gene Kaniski. Uh, uh now dead unfortunately uh rest his soul uh ex-world champion gene Kaniski.
4: yeah yeah he is outrageous that guy he was very nice that
3: guy was great it was uh just uh, like a heart of gold that man
4: so- And jello jello biafra was uh had a big part in it
3: yeah and i remember we did one scene and um we didn't jello would played the head of the secret police and me and yeah. gene the wrestler were uh uh, the sadistic cops that would beat up anybody who walked came across our path, and we didn't know Jello was head of the secret police in this town. It's like a futuristic apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic That's right. scenario. And,
4: and we dropped the towel. Uh, so
3: we're doing this one scene with Jello, and then I, with the butt of my uh, rifle, I end up like smashing it right in the forehead, and his head started gushing open blood. So oh. i was trying to figure out how to stop it so to continue continue the scene without him having this big
4: gouge in his head, right? <laughs> <laughs> Caller that you mentioned sad. the cow? The ca- cow? Caller? Oh, well we dropped a flaming cow uh so that was supposed to depict a cow being dumped out of the space station uh, because they were
3: losing altitude. Right. And there was meat up on the space station, but everybody ate this horrible flu- food in this the, the town was called Boomtown.
4: Boomtown, yeah. Run
3: by Mayor Ross Glimmer, uh, who played from, by... From uh, um, Big Valley. Uh, the guy from Big Valley he had an acting school here for like a long time down on uh, Hornby, right?
4: Peter yeah. Breck, Peter uh, Breck. Peter Breck,
3: yeah. That, there you go. Yeah, way to go, And What's uh, his name? Uh, yeah, so the... the Peter the, the Breck was his name. ...landing on this, uh, you Breck. know... And they're all going. Wow, they're eating meat up there. It's like a satellite city, up boomtown, right? So, yeah, exactly.
0: Any other questions at all, will for?
1: Joey
4: from. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we did. Uh, I was doing twenty-three hour days and everything. Wow. <sighs> and and, I, and uh, they deferred my overtime. I wonder if I'll ever see it.
3: Well, I gotta say, I don't think you will. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry about that. Was uh, it a
0: springboard to a good career at all? Caller, did it help oh, your resume?
4: Oh yeah, I guess another six years of that film stuff for sure. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good business. I mean, it's a tough one. Like you said, the hours are if you're in the technical crew, the hours are horrendous.
4: Oh yeah, but it was worth it. We had a huge morale on that show. Yeah, we I mean, had a good
3: spirit because it's just it was like um, the kind of an experimental film and uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun making it, right? So.
0: Well yeah. Well thanks so much caller for phoning in and do 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 loot do do. do. do And we have another caller, caller, are you there? Okay, caller, are you there? Go ahead to DOA Joe. Are you there, caller? Hello caller, are you there? Well, if you want to phone back callers, it's 604-822-247, 604 If you want to speak to Joe Sheded from DOA, and DOA are playing two weeks Friday at the Rickshaw Theatre for the Welcome to Chinatown live album release party. Have you attempted a live LP before? Is there a live LP out there of DOA?
3: Yeah, there is. We recorded it at uh, Old Club Soda, which later on became uh, the Starfish Room on um, Seymour. Right. Um with the lineup uh Chris Prohome, uh myself, John Card and uh, Wimpy, or Brian Goble, same one one and the same. And uh it was called Talk Minus Action Equals Zero, like a totally but the title uh was totally written out as opposed to the way you usually see the you know, the slogan type thing, right? And uh Cecil English, who used to run Profile Studios, recorded it and it's pretty good uh lots of stuff on it um we did stuff from uh the murder album was out at that time in 1990 so we recorded uh there's some tracks from that like uh bullet catcher and uh probably we know what you want stuff like that
0: beppy from citr told me he once gave you a reel-to-reel of doa live at sfu
3: or was it at the Commodore?
0: It was live at SFU. You must have quite a few tapes lying around. Are there quite a few DOA live tapes?
3: There is. Uh, you know, from the early days, there's not that many, but really what they're... Because people would just record stuff on cassette. Like, nobody kind of had the foresight. It's just like, when you see the old video from those days, a lot of times people went there and they just have, like, um, what, like a regular little camera mic, right, uh, which had no volume control. So you got this great picture of punk rock, and you see this all over the place, but the sound is completely distorted because it's it's blowing past the level of the, uh, that the mic can handle, right? You know, you know when you do it properly, uh, of course you need like a, an attenuator on the mic, right? So um, so then people come up with cassettes, and they'd stand at the back, and some of them would be pretty good, but then I've got one when we opened up for the clash at the gardens. That's pretty good, but then you... Because people were standing there with a cassette, you hear everybody yakking around and doing it like gabbing away. So you can only sort of half hear the band. But we did do a lot of recording in the 90s because I bought a, um, a dap machine up with Brian, who else, the engineer, and uh, we started recording a lot with that. There's a few odd things kicking around that I've got for sure, right? So, but not not as many as you might think.
0: On the Internet, on YouTube, MVD Music Video has, like, one of your entire DVDs up there. Does the Holy Shits DVD, like, if people search, like, DOA Live, there's, like, a 70, there's two DVDs up there on YouTube.
3: Yeah, um, the MVD, or uh, friends of mine, they're out in the Philadelphia area. We're just actually, I should mention this, um, uh, we're just releasing in March, there's a brand new DVD called To Hell and Back. Uh, which you get on mvd or you can get it suddendeath.com dot com um and it's taken from uh three shows at the rickshaw two shows at the rickshaw and one show in calgary and one show in canmore so there's 30 songs about 90 minutes um and a bunch of bonus uh footage which is pretty fun it's like uh, in the recording studio with doa you know so you see you know if you know which if you've been in a recording studio it's not that extraordinary but if you've never been there it's kind of a a fun tour through and we're playing it live in the studio and stuff like that. So that comes out in March and it's called To Hell and Back.
0: Joey, you mentioned a while back the Skulls, pre-DOA.
3: Yeah.
0: Skulls demos, will those ever be released? Was there only one song on the Skulls demo, Fucked Up Baby?
3: We did three songs that Psychord recording with uh, Robin, Robin, I can't remember the guy's last name at this point. Um, Spurgeon? Robin Spurgeon, yes, that's it, thank you. Uh, and we did uh, the song No Escape. Uh, there's a really slow version of Fucked Up Baby, which, of course, is the forerunner to uh, Fucked Up Ronnie, right? And you know what? I, Disco Sucks might be on. No, I don't think it is. I can't remember what the third song is. And we actually used that as our demo. We were trying to get a record deal when because the, the skulls formed in um, July 77 here in Vancouver. And we played about maybe six shows in town, and then we moved to Toronto for like uh, five months, right? With the idea of uh, then migrating to England to try and uh, try our luck in the in the UK in London. And um, that demo uh, we thought was going to come out on uh, Bomb Records in Toronto, and never did. And there's also like a, a basement tape. I'm not sure who's got it I, either. Uh, either Chuck uh, Biscuits or his uh, brother Bob Montgomery. And basically, it's just uh, the Skulls practicing in the basement in Toronto, and we probably about 12 songs. Uh, you know, half of them are covers. We had maybe six original songs, and we would do um, covers by Iggy Pop or The Damned or uh, stuff like that.
0: Is the Bomb Records thing lost?
3: Um, I think I have the tape here, uh, but I, I really had to get everybody else involved to um, agree to get it out, there just didn't seem to be the urgency. So at some point, right, we'll see the light of the day. I mean, I just have to make sure that everybody's happy with it type thing, right? And uh, and unfortunately, one of the, the guy who's a really, really great guitar player, this in the skulls, uh, Simon Warner, he, um, sadly, he passed away last year.
0: You're still listening to the Nardwa to Human Serviette Radio Show. We're here with Joey from DOA, and DOA are playing in two weeks, Friday, February 7th, for the Welcome to... Chinatown CD live release gig that's happening at the Rickshaw in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. How did you order the songs for that last gig? Because that was like one of your last gigs. How did you order the songs?
3: We Yeah, it's kind of spread out. It was like... Um, Are
0: there two encores on the LP?
3: Yeah, not quite because what we did, we did it over three nights. We recorded, um, if anybody remembers way back when, in 011, the Canucks beat the Bruins uh, I think, one nothing and went up two games to none in the Stanley Cup final. That's the night we started recording the album, right? And that September in 2011, we took uh, the recording gear and cameras out to, uh, uh, to Alberta for a five-show tour there. Uh, so you've got, I think, um, the live album, the first 12 tracks are Dan uh, Uremko, Dirty Dan, Jesse Pinner, and myself. And then the last 16 tracks on the CD, or the last 13 on the LP, it's a double LP, right? And uh, 25 songs, and the, the CD's like 28. Anyways, uh, the last 16 are uh, for Tom Jones, um, who was with UA for about three and a half years, right? So Or four years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we just tried to get what we thought were like uh, really good, uh, lively versions. And we really like both the guys drumming, so we kind of split it in half from both those guys.
0: How about for your last show? How did you decide what songs to play for your last show? You've done a few last shows ever. How did you decide yeah. what shows, what songs to play?
3: Oh, that was it. well. I mean, that's pretty tough. I mean, we the last shows because we got four-time the drum because the guy uh, our current drummer uh, J J or J J Heath um, used to be in Carpenter, a few other bands. Now drums in Greenback High, another fine band. Um, that he fell off a ladder while fixing a garage door and totally screwed up his ankle so all the shows uh the farewell shows were scheduled and uh, so we had to call for tom out of retirement like he's a postman and that's why he couldn't tour at the ua and um we started rehearsing but uh, fortunately we some stuff we hadn't really done uh like i'm right you're wrong we learned that with them um liar for hire and america the beautiful which is one of my favorite songs uh James knew that from when he was a punk rock kid, and he used to see DOA out in Calgary. Like, he's usually out know, like 15 years younger than me. So I think we only rehearsed it twice, and it's a really uh, sterling version that's on uh, on the record, right? So, if you listen- Which was lucky to get that one in there. So it's kind of, a, in a sense, we didn't have a lot of rehearsals, so it was kind of what we knew. Then we thought, okay, we have to add about five or six of these key songs. So that's kind of how it came about.
0: It's interesting how you ended with Prisoner. I thought you would have ended with World War III, but Prisoner seems to have really risen right up there in the annals of DOA legendariness. Have you found that some of the DOA songs that the audience like have got have changed over the years?
3: Well, I think, you know, the ones, the key ones that everybody wants, uh, you know, World War III, The Prisoner, Fucked Up, Ronnie, uh, The Enemy, uh, uh, New Age, Class War," stuff like that. But uh, we really, from... Uh, Younger people come out, they really ask about police brutality, which came out like uh, five six years ago and uh, the one that's really surprising um, that is really popular is marijuana Motherfucker, uh, which you we were playing uh, David Peel at the beginning of the show, which uh, I have not heard that in eons right David, David Peel was a big influence on us guys uh, uh, before we became punks right and um, so the marijuana song. Uh, was on two different records, two different versions, and neither of the records were particularly popular. So it took me a while to figure out, okay, how come this is popular? People always ask about that song. You know, what was this really uh, the first recording of it was on mixtapes, right? And people would just record that song. Hey, listen to this, listen to this. So the record only sold a few thousand, but it had been you know, transferred across on all these mixtapes. And a lot of songs became very popular that way, you know, until people stopped using cassettes.
0: The Marijuana Motherfucker song by David Peel and the Lower East Side is actually called I Like Marijuana. We played that way, way back before you came on, Joe. Then I also played by David Peel and the Lower East Side, The Pledge of Allegiance. Then I also played Legalize Marijuana. And then I played Oink Oink by David Peel and the Lower East Side. (laughs) And then I played The The Pope Smokes Dope by David Peel and the Lower East Side.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard any of that stuff in eons. We were about uh, 16. And uh, we were always hanging out in uh, Dimlet's garage and jamming there and stuff like that in North Murby. And uh, Dimlet came along. I bought this new record. And uh, we said, What is it? And it was like, It's this guy, it's a street guy from New York. It's called David Peel on the Lower East Side. And we listened to it. And we thought, we thought it was just hilarious, right? So it was just great. And uh, so the song that DOA does, Marijuana Motherfucker, is actually um, an amalgamation of uh, um, the, the, the marijuana. Uh, theme, like his most popular song. And then we also added some lines from, uh, inspired by uh, Here Comes the Cop, all dressed in blue, he's after me, he's after you, right? Which is one that we always remember. And then I added an extra riff that I wrote for the bridge.
0: How about particularly doing that song? See, it's really popular now with the kids, like they like it as much as World War Three. Way back when, in 77, would some punks have said, isn't pot for hippies?
3: Yeah, I mean, I Personally, I mean, I, I smoked pot when I was younger. I, I haven't like in years and years and years because it, it just made me. I couldn't tune my guitar, you know. So it was, a, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like a practical reason. Uh, but my real thing is really like it should be. It should be legalized. At least we got to start with the decriminalization. But now uh, the state of Colorado and the uh, state of Washington have leaped ahead of us and they, they've legalized it, right? So, I mean. To me, it's a waste of time on uh, policemen, judges, uh, uh, incarcer- incarceration in the, the prison system to put people there being involved, uh, you know, because they want to smoke pot. And when you really think about it, the people that are making money off are, are like organized gangs. So, you know, the government could be making money off of it. That, you know, could help with other things, you know, hospitals, schools, that kind of thing.
4: And we have
0: another caller. Caller, are you there? Hello.
4: Go ahead. Hello. Go Joe. ahead. Joe, Joe, do you know who this is, Joe? No, I do not. No, this is, listen, Joe, this is up here we This is Ronald Reagan, Joe, and Will. I'm just not happy with your politician ways, Joe, and Will. Yeah. I didn't never like that song, Fucked Up Ronnie, but I have a question. Well, what are you guys playing next?
0: Well, actually, uh, they're playing, the caller, I was going to say, the caller said he didn't like the song, Fucked Up Ronnie, but what's no, interesting...
4: No, 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 Will. Uh, Nancy likes it, but I, uh, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, of course, call, but the thing is, right. call uh, sorry, right. caller, caller, but the thing is, Joe, maybe you could tell the caller, Ron, about how it's changed over the years, like, on the CD, you do fucked up Harper and no, fucked no, up no. Ronnie, right?
4: No, 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 I can't have that in my house. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I have Casper Weinberger i here. Yeah. oh, Casper, get it, once you get to stop fingering me, well, uh, Joe, good luck, and, uh, don't make us Republicans. Unfortunately, no. Sorry for what you're doing, sir. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you, Ron. And do do loot do, do. Well, they never hang around for that, Joe. They never uh, hang around.
3: Yeah, but well, they, you know, at that point, that he goes uh, It's just like when they looked into the Iran Contras uh, sca- scandal uh, investigation, and do uh, you remember authorizing this, uh, Mr. President? And He went. I don't recall. I don't recall.
0: Now, Mr. President, there was asking saying so didn't like fucked up Ronnie. Mr. President was asking about that. But on your CD, Welcome to Chinatown, you do fucked up Harper and fucked up Ronnie. Like you don't discriminate, do you?
3: Yeah, we're even handed at DOA, right? Sudden Death Records uh, is open minded about these kind of things, right? So,
0: and do, do you break into the Trashman too on the CD as well as an allusion to the Trashman there with some Surfin' Bird?
3: Uh, i have actually just uh, Sean uh, who I work with that profile. There's a I. I'll we are going to. Uh, we will do that on, um, on February 7th at the rickshaw. Um, we've been practicing it the last couple of nights. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, the, uh, there's actually a recording a DOA recording of that. There's about uh, almost an album's worth of stuff that Sean um, Holloway Chuck from Profile Studios is mixing right now. And one of them happens to be uh, a version of Surfing Bird that we recorded about uh, oh, five years ago.
0: And just winding up here with Joey from DOA and Ron. DOA are playing in two weeks, Friday, February 7th, at the Rickshaw Theater for the Welcome to Chinatown live album release party with the Ford Pierre Vengeance Trio, Jenny, Mr. Plow, and the Aging Youth Gang. That's in two weeks, Friday, February 7th, at the Rickshaw Theater, welcome to Chinatown is the name of the CD. Has come up, and it's particularly about the CD. If anybody has any questions for Joe, lastly UBC six zero four U B C C A T R. You can also tweet at Nerdwar. Looking at the CD, what shirts are Jan and, sorry, what shirts are Dan and Jesse wearing?
3: Uh, the one that Dan's wearing. I just grabbed the copy here because I couldn't think of that. Um Dan is wearing one from Agro Toxico, which is this really really great band from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh and we went down there and played with them uh in Sao Paulo obviously, um like about three years ago. And uh what uh um, J wearing, um God, I don't know.
0: And what are you wearing? Like you have a whole bunch of patches on your jacket. And what
3: Yeah, um it looks like I'm wearing um a we occupy, DOA, we occupy that single. We do a jello shirt underneath that. I'm just judging from the red on there, taking a guess. And I have, yes, one of my uh, jean vests. Um, this and This Yes, the patch pants that keep tearing, so I put another patch over each tear. So.
0: What restaurant are you eating at? And did you eat the food, this picture on the yeah, back of the Yeah, we did. We
3: were at uh, Hans, two blocks away from the rickshaw.
0: What food do Dan and Jesse, JJ, eat on the road?
3: Uh, JJ's become uh, vegetarian. So this this just happened last uh, last fall when we were touring the states, right? Um, and uh, Dan, uh, you know, mixed bag, just like me. You know, you try and eat healthy when you're on the road, right? So, you don't you don't eat burgers every day. That's for sure.
0: And we have Ron back with another question. Ron, are you there?
3: Hello, is
4: Joe there? Yeah, Joe. Uh, did you say
3: hello? I was wondering, no, Joe. I have two.
4: I actually have two questions, and I'll well, I'll take them off the air, Joe. And it's number one. Did you know that the word Joey is a baby marsupial kangaroo? Did you know that, Joe? Uh, yes, I did, yeah. Have you been to Australia lately, Joe? They're uh, going uh, to I Australia, caller, and caller, do doot- do a loop. No, no, no. I, I was going to say I was going to see if you could share a Kurt Cobain story from his tour with Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. Oh, uh, what was that? Yes, Um, yes. Could you share a story, of perhaps a run-in with Kurt Cobain when you toured with him, or or played a show back in I guess in the nineties with uh, Nirvana?
3: Yeah, we actually played. uh, uh, Nirvana opened up um, for DOA. It was a place called the Underground, I think, in Seattle. Probably about ninety.
4: Was Courtney there? Uh,
3: No, but um, I I have heard. I think Nordware can confirm this. Did you, ever, did you
4: ever think he'd go on to be what who he was, and you know, well, what happened and all? Deal. Uh,
0: apparently, Kurt and Courtney met at a DOA show in Portland.
4: Yes, that's I've heard that from a few people. And I think that's no. That's just for punk rock credibility, Joe. That's just so they could get the people to just believe <laughs> oh, okay, that they weren't that, a bunch yeah, of yeah, sellouts.
3: I mean, so okay, you know, at that time grunge was, that was taken rumor. over, I just and it didn't heard that, Right. So um, I couldn't verify it. Um, I, I, did I think Kurt would go on to that kind of fame? Uh, no, I yes. didn't. I'm really sorry that he's not with us anymore. Because the guy was a really talented. That's talent okay.
4: Writer. You know why? Because that's just maybe better that way. You know, looking at what his wife done did, and his daughter's nice, nice looking though. You seen that? I was telling the guy from Black Mountain if, he, if Steve McBean now if Steve McBean goes and marries Frances, she could she could be Francis Bean McBean. And he didn't understand. I thought that was very funny.
0: Well, it's true. Pink Mountaintop, six point five percent alcohol. You should
4: get their beer collar. That's just a little bit short of what I'm used to, but I, uh, you know, I'm pretty much a Colt forty-five, old English eight hundred, uh, black op, you know, kind of guy. Sounds it's like a good, sounds Holy like a good do- drink eh? yeah. And, and collar? Uh,
3: how about
4: Rainier uh, Green Death? Uh, that's for pussies. That's for that's For, sissies. <laughs> that's for Californians. Well, Come thank, water's 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 thank you. Col- thank you. You know what? That's, a, that's, a, that's a, all a myth. You know, if you really just get the hard stuff, drink Listerine and Scope with me and my buddy sometime at the cracks. You know, you're always welcome, Joe. Well, caller, dude, do the loot, do, do. What's that? Who? Dude, dude, the loot. Oh, sorry. Dude, uh, dude. All right. Thank you, caller. You
0: you won him over, Joe. You won the caller over. Well,
3: you know, pre- former President Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, he had some things going for him, right? So as obviously uh, by, you can tell by that, phone call and memory is not
1: as bad as we thought joe for punk
0: scenes i was told perhaps that this is true number one uk and new york in other words london and new york number one punk scene number two la and number three vancouver and toronto what do you think about that uk i.e you know london new york number one and new york and london tied for number one la number two and vancouver toronto number three
3: I'd put. I say I agree with the first three. I'd put uh, Vancouver and San Francisco in at four and five. More more bands that went on to do things than the bands from Toronto. There's some good bands from Toronto, no doubt, uh, but there are other scenes that. Uh,
1: so, he, I he, mean,
3: uh, so
0: sorry. You would have you would have London number London and New York tied at number one. Would you have them tied at number one? I have them tied. Yeah,
3: and then well, I tie them with uh, L.A. as well. I put those. At the oh, top really?
0: Three. So, really? So it was a three way tie at the top. Yeah,
3: that's what I'd say. And then I put uh, Vancouver and uh, San Francisco like four and five.
0: And what about Toronto? Toronto, um, you know
3: what I. I'd probably, I'd put Berlin ahead of that, and I'd put, um, I mean, Calgary had a pretty good scene too, you know. Um, yeah, Toronto scene was okay. Uh, I mean, I was there in the early days, um, and there, you know, there's, uh, of course, there's a pretty good, um, oh, what's the, the documentary about the last pogo? Uh, Colin Brunton. And there was a really short documentary, but now he's done like a a new, much longer revamped version of The Last Pogo, which is really worth uh, watching because, yeah, no doubt, there's some great, great bands. And you know what? Um, London, London, Ontario had some great bands, and so did uh, Hamilton.
0: Do people think you're part of the L.A. punk scene? Because I'm saying Vancouver, but you spent so much time in L.A., you probably played there more than some L.A. bands. Are you basically also part of the L.A. scene, would you say?
3: I, we, you know what, we probably played in the L.A. area like a 100 times, so it would be the second most after Vancouver and San Francisco would probably be the third. Um, and maybe, you know, Calgary or Edmonton, four and five type thing, and Toronto, six. Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of people used to say, okay, yeah, DOA, yeah, the, that's that hardcore band from California. When you got further out east, I mean, of course, of course people in California, they were going like, Usually people's reaction was it was really interesting go like, wow, I can't believe they've heard of punk rock from Canada and they've got this crazy band called DOA, right? That, that people couldn't conceive that punk rock could come from Canada. Joe- I mean, I'm talking like years and years ago, obviously.
0: Joe, just winding up here just quickly, the Ramones, July 1977, you saw them at the Commodore. Was it full? Did people know about the Ramones? Like, the mainstreamers, were they out there in the mainstream? Was the gig Ramones at the Commodore? No,
3: um, it was like they couldn't sell any tickets, right? And the Commodore holds a 1,000 people, so they started announcing, like, uh, I think on Seafox or something like that, that come on down, the concert's free. So uh, we went down there, because we had then want to grab the copy of the first album, so we were listening to it quite a bit, right? And we'd learned, uh, beat on the Brat. Anyways, uh, about a hundred people showed up. Uh, the Lute, another really good band, they're from Seattle, they opened. <clears throat> and then the Ramones came on, I think they played like half an hour. Like they played the first album and that was it. They left and the show was over. And we went, well, we went, wow. Just watching them, the whole attitude, uh, the songs, uh, it was like a revelation. And we went, like, wow, this is what we gotta do. Cause we, we were almost verging on starting starting a punk rock band. We saw that show. and We went like, "This is it!" And everybody from the early scene was there.
0: How many times have you driven from Winnipeg to Thunder Bay, which is like the worst drive ever when you're going across Canada?
3: Yeah, it is the worst drive. Um, I haven't for about like 15 or 18 years because I launched about 15 years ago. I said, uh, "I love I love this country, you know, greatest country in the world." And uh, you know what? But I'm sick of driving that stretch. Even though, uh, like, you know, if you go in the fall, Lake Superior is like really beautiful, right? So um, so it's worth at least one, but I've probably driven across back and forth at 20, 30, 40 times. I don't know. Uh, now we just fly out to Toronto and rent a backline, rent a van, and just do it like that.
0: Is your son still a psychiatrist?
3: Uh, he's going to the University of Toronto. He's, going to, he's a graduate student uh, in the child psychology program. So he's really studying uh, clinical. He'll be a clinical child psychologist in four years he's doing great
0: joe there's a joey shithead head made by aeronautics yeah yeah how did they make it looks like you like it really kind of looks like you i've seen other ones they don't really look like the person but this really looks like you yeah
3: i was really amazed because we sent him one picture uh, in like a recent promo picture and uh they sent back uh, the unpainted version right just to make sure okay do you like the facial features and we were blown away, like, uh, me and, uh, my wife and kids, and we looked at one, like, holy cow, it actually does look like me, right, and, um, they painted it up, and put the jean vest on, and that kind of thing, and, uh, yeah, I mean, well, my buddy Ford Pier, um, he said, Joe, I'll know I made it in music when I get my own action figure, right, <laughs> so I guess it's about as close as I'm going to come, so, um, yeah, it was fun, and the guy who made it, uh, has since become, like, a friend of mine, and, uh, there's a whole series, agronautics. Um, you get Wendy O. Williams, Keith Morris, Jello Biafra. Um, I've got an Iggy Pop one here. Um, it started out with um, uh, the crazy guy uh, who, who's dead.
0: G.G. Uh, Allen.
3: G.G. Allen, yeah, exactly. There's two different versions of him.
0: And, Joe, your webmaster or your old webmaster, Dave Fluke, has one of the biggest collections of bobbleheads in the world?
3: I've never been to Dave's house. Dave's out in the uh, London, Ontario area, or, or used to be. And, uh, but I didn't know that. That's, uh, that's great. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, we're going to blow through some callers here. Caller, are you there? Hello. Do you have a question for Joe? Just quickly, we're just winding up here.
4: Oh, okay. I just wanted to know, um, in the early days, because I'm actually reading a book uh, about Toronto punk scene, Treat yep. Me Like Dirt, and uh, bands were frustrated about not being able to get music out. I just wanted to a DOA. In the early days, got music out.
3: Well, I think the problem there in Toronto, right? I'll give you a snapshot. Is that people were trying to get record deals with big record company. record companies. Don't they signed uh, uh, the diodes? Uh, they signed Teenage Head, and that was about it. And they, they promoted those two bands at the time. In Vancouver, right. they wouldn't even consider any of the bands. So, like a, a little, let, like I put out the first record myself, and just said, okay, let's call it Sudden Death Records. It wasn't a record label. It was just like a name we made up and. You know, drew by hand on the label, but then uh, what happened is Contestants Records came along and put out uh, a bunch of great records like uh, K-Tel, Canadians, Dish Rags, Point Six, DOA. What, when was that? What
4: time? What year was that?
3: That would have been like uh, we did our first single with Contestants in '78. Okay. Yeah, so all that stuff between about '78 and '79.
0: Caller, you should get Joey's book. It's all in this book. He's got two books, caller. You can get.
4: I know, I'm reading a whole bunch of punk stuff. It's really awesome. But you, can I Joey, I, it up, so. you
0: can get Joey... You can get... Actually, Joey, if the caller's interested in your book or some DOA stuff, where can they get that?
3: You can get it at suddendeath.com. Okay. Yeah. Uh, t- check it out, at, or or Arsenal... Treat, treat Me well. Like Dirt
0: is amazing, but that is the Toronto perspective. you got to get to Vancouver, and Joey delivers with that.
3: Yeah. Well, when I get
4: rid of that one, I'll read it to that one then, for sure. Okay,
3: cool.
0: Well, thanks for phoning, caller. And remember, if you want to check out DOA, they're still alive... 2 weeks Friday yeah, at the Rickshaw okay. in Vancouver British Columbia Canada thank you caller and do 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 loot do you do and joe thanks for phoning in to the to human yeah, Soviet yeah, radio show no
3: thanks for having me
0: really appreciate it where did you first start using a towel
3: uh oh, you mean on stage
0: yeah like i noticed you have a towel
3: oh god i like i, I sweat sweat so profusely um I don't know, 25 years ago?
0: So nobody said it wasn't punk to use a towel or anything like that. It's it's, it's not punk. In, is, is is punk using a towel?
3: Well, I think probably for the first five years, we are chronically disorganized, and uh, so you just kind of wipe your face on your T-shirt type thing, right? And then uh, we used to get so sweaty, that I'd wring the T-shirt out um, uh, into the audience after the show. Because uh, nobody really thought about that in those days, right, that... Um, yeah, uh, you know, this was uh, long before, you know, the, the various diseases and stuff like that, right? So, you know.
0: Well, thanks so much for phoning into the Nerdwater Human Survey at Radio Show. Really appreciate it, Joe. And coming up right now, we're going to play a quick little snippet here of Welcome to Chinatown, DOA Live, The Prisoner. Anything you want to say about that?
3: Yeah, uh, that was a great, uh, you know what? Uh, no, it's a good song, just to <laughs> listen to it right
0: so And check DOA out in two weeks at the Commodore. All
3: right. Sorry, oh, at sorry, the at, at the rickshaw. Yeah. No, thanks, Nardvar.
0: Although you did do a farewell gig at the Commodore one time, we did right? two
3: nights, which really riled people up. So, you know what, I guess I have a way of pissing some people off, but...
0: But this is it. not the last gig, though, is it?
3: Yeah, no, no, we've got shows in... Uh, texas um
0: but it might be the last one in vancouver for a while
3: yeah yeah no i think we're pushing the limits here already obviously right so um you know so i mean yeah this is the album it's out uh it was recorded the rickshaw so we thought let's have a show with rickshaw we were originally going to have a listening party and i thought jesus why don't we just play you know
0: well, thanks so much, Joe. Really appreciate phoning into the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show. Yeah. Again, February 7th at the Rickshaw Theater. It's the DOA Welcome to Chinatown Live Alm Release Party with Ford, Pierre, Jenny, Mr. Plow, Agent Youth Gang. Thanks so much, Joe. Keep on rocking in the free world and doot doot a loot doo. do. doo. we got one more for you. But we really want to thank you
1: right here at the Rickshaw. We are DOA. It's the prisoner. What you? you think? Of- <laughs> walls, right. off. bitch and He out." He sorry." Just any dream. You're my future dream. That's right. If I've Here